All right, it's been a couple weeks since we did a Birdland tonight, but with a game like today, I mean, we got to come on here and talk about it. I think I told you last time it's going to be kind of random how we get it done um, because we don't have as many hosts, and I'm doing it when I can right now. So I believe the last Birdland tonight was when I was driving up to the Outer Banks a few weeks ago. So, all right, guys, hop in on the chat and let me know what you want to talk about with this game because I know that Jimmy if he was on here as a co-host would want to spend the entire time talking about the cat now the cat was fun I enjoyed the cat I don't understand the cat because I don't well I don't understand the fear of the cat by the grounds crew I don't understand how no one can catch the cat I mean Ben McDonald could have caught that cat all by himself. We all know that. I don't understand the fear of the cat and how that cat managed to get away from a large group of guys multiple times. So I don't understand that. But let's be honest. The only reason the cat was fun is because by that time, the score was 7-1. to I mean, the game was in the bag for the Orioles. So we could relax and enjoy the cat. And for Yankee fans, the cat was fun because it allowed them to forget that the pitcher they brought in to help them as a team that really needs pitching help uh, got blown up by the Baltimore Orioles, the lowly Baltimore Orioles. And James, you're correct. We're going to get to Harvey because that was impressive. And I wanted to hop on yesterday and just wasn't able to do it because Harvey's been impressive since the break. But let's talk. Let's first talk about Lopez, because Lopez. This is the Lopez is weird, because all right, I guess this is the best we've seen of Lopez as an Oriole. I mean, it's he went six innings, one hit. He and he didn't give up that hit until the sixth inning, which I was kind of okay with him giving up one hit, because I really didn't want to put in the record books. A no-hitter by Lopez with five walks and a balk. So I, I'm kind of was like, okay, to give up that one hit. That that he gave up an earned run, and it was because he put a man on by walking them. So a weird performance, but a lot of emotion. They kept, uh, I think it was Kevin Brown that kept saying emotion with Lopez, and it was. You saw, you saw Lopez come off that mound. I believe it was the fourth or the fifth inning screaming, and that's what I want from my pitcher. I believe we've talked about it on Birdland tonight. I know we've talked about it on Section 336. I want my guys to look like they're having fun. It's why last weekend, when the Orioles won Friday wearing the black jerseys, and then they wore them again on Saturday, and they won. So they wore them again on Sunday, and they won. And suddenly it's Tuesday, and you're wearing the black jerseys. I like that because it means, it means the players are having fun. And that's what I want. And I saw that with Lopez. And pocket watch, you're right. When the ball happened, suddenly it's, oh, great, this is Lopez. <laughs> it's that quick reminder. Because we all know, we all know that Lopez has stuff. We all know Lopez has potential. 
glad that we've seen such a mixed bag. So you're right. That was a scary, that was a scary moment there. Um, I, I don't know about you guys. I was expecting going into this series in New York. I had fun in Detroit. Detroit splitting with Detroit made sense to me. That picture that we saw on the, was that Friday night, Thursday night? Yeah, Thursday night. That picture that Detroit has is outstanding. And he should be. He's their number one prospect. So I was okay with splitting with the Detroit Tigers. They're on the rebuild. They're probably technically a little bit ahead of us on the rebuild because their prospects are up right now. So I, a split is all good. I was expecting coming into this Yankee series and for it to be ugly because I don't know if you've noticed, Orioles baseball has been pretty fun since the All-Star break. I don't, I'll have to look up wins-losses, but it's just been fun. Uh, so I was concerned that a three-game series with New York and a three-game series with Tampa, that that could be some ugly baseball. But this is a great way to start it. So if for some reason you didn't watch the game and you want to know the score, it ended 7-1. to one. Uh, Lopez got the win. Haney got the loss. And what's, what's nice about that is that is, one, that is the trade chip they made. Yeah, they brought, in, uh, they brought in some bats, but the pitching is, if you watch the Yankees, their pitching's been struggling all year. And this is the guy that was supposed to come in and help them out. So it drops Lopez's ERA down to a 5-9-1. Lopez is 3-12. and And the Orioles are now 38-67. and We are now only 25 and a half games back. So there's still technically a chance. If we go on a really, really long winning streak. But either way, it's always fun to beat the Yankees. Especially in a thing like this where there's no way we're supposed to. The Orioles are 10-6 and six since the All-Star break, as James points out. Um, now remember, if before the All-Star break, I pointed out to you guys many times that the Orioles had the toughest first half uh, schedule in baseball. Now my brother would always respond with, well, that's because they don't have to play the Orioles. And if you get to play the Orioles, your schedule's easier. And that's true. But it's also, they face the Yankees, Red Sox, Rays a bunch. So that's about to come back. We had a good uh, two weeks of not having to deal with the AL East. Now we're back to the AL East. So we'll have to see what they're doing. But it's also fun that the bats lit up today. To see Mullins and Hayes go back to back. To see Mountcastle get a home run. To see Urias get a home run. To get those sack fly runs in. To get some base stealing today. I mean... Besides the five walks and the balk, everything else went pretty good today. I mean, I really have nothing to complain about. Here's my, here's what I want to talk about for tonight. The Austin Hayes made a great catch in right field foul territory in the fifth inning. Now, his catch allowed the guy from third base to score. There was... One out, I believe, at the time. He got almost got it in and almost got a double play, but it didn't get the double play. A tough catch. He made it in foul territory. Was that the right call? Was that the right play? Do you make an out whenever you can, regardless? The Orioles had four on the board at the time. Or do you let that ball drop in foul territory to try to get the double play to get out of the inning without giving up the run? I think that's a tough call. I lean towards you get the out whenever you can get the out and don't worry about the run because 
you can't count on that double play. You can't even count on another opportunity. I mean, if you don't catch that, the next swing, that ball could be over the fence. But I think it's an interesting thought process, um, especially in a tighter game, of what you would do in that situation. I would have caught the ball. And I know um, because of what I said, it's you get the out that you can and you let everything else stand. Exactly, Pocket Watch. If you let that ball drop and it's a home run or even a double, you're screwed. So you get the out. You gave up one run. And the Orioles bounced back and quickly put out two the next inning. And then they got that one in the eighth to get their seven runs. Seven runs, 11 hits. Uh, Lopez, though, is the story of this game. Six innings, one hit, one run, five walks in a ball. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. <laughs> we don't even need to say that when you're talking. When you're over at the uh, water cooler tomorrow, I won't even mention the five walks and a balk. I'll say Lopez looked great. He went six innings, no hit, gave up one hit. Outstanding work from Lopez. And there was a cat. And then I'll talk about the cat because that's the story of the game. Uh, let's take a 30-second break, and then I think it might even be just a 10-second break. But let's just take a quick break, and then let's just talk about some Oriole stuff in general. All right, we covered the game. Now let's talk about the Orioles. They're 10 and 6 since the All-Star break. We didn't really trade anything of value during the All-Star during the trade deadline. To a surprise, I think to many people, Mancini, Mullins, Paul Fry, Tanner Scott, those guys are all still on the Orioles. What does that mean? And does that mean that Michael Elias is ready to start turning this team to win? Or does this mean we're just waiting, no good offers, and all those guys get traded in the offseason? I'm not sure yet. I think you could make an argument, and I think I, this is the argument I'm going to go with, based on drafting college players and then based on not trading away anything. Uh, it means you think you're ready to rebuild a little sooner. Now, sooner is relative because it's still the pace that I've been talking about, this 2023 pace. Because it means you're at least you're ready to rebuild. And I'm assuming you're ready to rebuild with Michael Elias, where you're thinking, I want Mancini on this team. I've got him. 
I want Mountcastle on this team. I got him. I want Mullins on this team. I've got him. Paul Fry and Tanner Scott may be still part of this team in the future. I've got Adley Rushman coming up. I think there's enough parts that you say, all right, well, 2023, I know I saw some projections about 2022 right now. And it's like they're trying, people are trying to make the lineup projections on 2022 and not really bring people up too much because they're worried because Adley hasn't been to Norfolk yet. I don't know if Adley needs to be in Norfolk. Uh, Michael Bowman pitched great in his first Norfolk outing. So that stuff kind of gets excited for next year. James says this feels a tad like 2012, uh, where May was really bad, 2012. Then the team really didn't do much until mid-June, and then they clicked in July, September. Uh, Maybe, but remember, 2012, with that click, we won. stuff. I think you're talking about 2011. 2011 is where the team got a little fun towards the end of the year. We got to knock Boston out on the last game. And we celebrated like we won the World Series. And then 2012, we rolled in where it's like, oh, this team's winning. This team could be pretty fun. This team might be special. And we weren't expecting it because we were still seeing that maybe in a few years we'd be ready. And suddenly we were ready in 2012. I'm not going to get excited and say that's where we're at right now. That 2022 is going to get exciting. But let's, I mean... I don't know what the pace we're on right now. Uh, we're probably on pace for 60 wins. If I'm just quick glance of the numbers. That sucks. That's no fun. But 60, 50, 60 wins gives me hope. If we can get, if we can stay away from that 100 loss number, I will be happy. If we, get, if we can get 63 wins, then that gives me hope. Because that means that next year, we can only need 19 more wins to get above 500. And that's what I want. I want this year to be less, to not get 100 losses, which will be a surprise because this year we went into this year with it's another losing season, knowing that. Next year is, I think, when we start to uptick things. I'm not saying playoff ball, but I'm saying 500 ball next year. I mean, when I look at the AL East, I don't think it's a good time to be a Yankee fan. And I, it feels silly because Yankees, they're still in the mix. But they just went and they made trades. They traded out their farm system to bring three guys in uh, to trade deadline. But they're in third place. And technically, they're flirting with fourth place because the Blue Jays are better than they've been playing. And the Blue Jays could pass the Yankees. Um, we're in last place. There's no expectations. That's all good. Next, This year, avoid 100 losses. Next year, let's flirt with that 500 number. And you know what? That's what the Yankees are doing. They're flirting with 500. They're, they're at a 533 winning percentage right now. A bad week, a couple losses to a bad team like the Orioles, and they're dropping down to that 500. Um, so I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the Yankees trading everything away. Matt Harvey is sure curious. I believe it's 18. Point one straight innings without a run. I wish he would have done that before the trade deadline. I was telling people I didn't understand why he pitched on Friday night. If I was the Orioles, I would have went to him and had him pitch on Thursday night 
and bumped him up to try to get that third start in before the trade deadline. Because I think based on how he did Friday night, if he did that Thursday night, you might be able to get a prospect. I mean, something better than cash. Cash, A cash trade at the trade deadline has to be the absolute worst thing you can get. So I don't know. I don't know what this means for Matt Harvey. Like if Matt Harvey, does this mean he's figured it out? Does this mean he's healthy and he's rolling? Like last year was weird year for baseball in general. Um, if he's rolling now, do you bring him back next year and say, I think you have to, if he continues this, you have to bring him back next year, which none of us would have written this down, but obviously you would bring him back and you say, Hey, if he gets hot again, we'll trade him at the trade deadline. But I know a lot of you guys that wanted Matt Harvey gone weeks, months ago. And my argument was always, there's nothing to lose because He's not hurting you. When you're not trying to win, he's not hurting you. But now it's kind of interesting how good Matt Harvey is pitching. So I'm not really sure how they handle that in the future. So uh, we play the Yankees again tomorrow. Another 7 o'clock start. And let's see who's pitching. Oh, we got Wells versus Cole. This will be fun. Wells, I like Wells. I liked and I'd like to see him do a little bit better. He's currently at a 528 ERA, 15-inch pitch. But here's the magic with Wells. 15-inch pitch with 12 strikeouts. That strikeout number is good. Uh, the Yankees struggle, and they do strike out. So if Wells could come in with that same stuff that he's been showing a little bit of, he could do really well. Of course, the Yankees are going to be irritated after today's loss. They're going to come in. They're going to be wanting to win. And Cole's, Garrett Cole's a tough pitcher. So it's going to be a tough situation for the Orioles to get some runs. And let's see, after that, on Wednesday, it is Mr. Matt Harvey. Dark Knight returns to New York. Um, when he's played against the Mets, he has not done well. Let's hope he does a little better against the Yankees. But um, that'll be on Wednesday. So coming up, you got Wells tomorrow and Cole facing him. I don't know. Right now, the Orioles are fun. Let's just enjoy watching the Orioles. And uh, who knows? Maybe we'll even do some more Birdland tonight now that's back. And maybe I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. If not, I'll talk to you again soon.